Hello everybody, welcome to episode 22 of Boys in the Basement, coming to you from the subterranean Wonderworld in the middle of Hampshire. What a jam-packed show we've got for you tonight. We've got not one, not two, but all the way up to nine people in the basement. It's a it's a bit of a night, but there's probably some health and safety rules that we're breaking here, but Mr Swan, you're confident this is going to work all right? It's going to be fine, Liam. It's going to be a huge success. Yeah, you were shell-shocked when you turned up and found there was like nine people down well, here. you never tell me what we're doing. I didn't know they were turning turn up. up. No, but it's, it's good. It feels like an underground war cabinet. It's atmosphere. I'm quite... Yeah, exactly. Atmosphere. Shall we introduce our guest host for the show? Go for it. Yeah, last week we had Ben Airy on the show. He did a very good job, but not good enough to be invited back, so... We have on the microphone a man with a surname I can't actually pronounce. It's Harry. Roche. Hello. Yes, Harry Roche. <laughs> Round of applause for Harry. Woo! Harry, are you excited to be guest hosting on Boys in the Basement? It's one of the most wonderful experiences I've ever had. It's mm. more like a room than I was expecting. It's full of people and love. It's lovely. Really? You make it sound like Woodstock, you dirty devil. And you've come with you, you wandered down from the train station with a backpack full of goodies. Oh yes, we've got some fine wines to be trying later on. Mm, everyone's very excited. Excellent. I think that's tied in with why nine people have turned up tonight. <laughs> Usually the subterranean sofa, you'll be lucky to find one person lazing about. Like I say, today it's full of people. Someone did bring knitting needles, just in case things, you know, we went for any quiet patches. I hope it won't get that bad. Yeah, well, it'll be a first. We could start our own line of baby boots, maybe. <laughs> or scarves. Would you like that, Mr. Swan? Yeah, that'd be lovely. I yeah. think, right, Mr. Swan tonight, he might need some baby booties and oh. a little scarf and a little bonnet, because uh, you're not well today, Liam, are you, Mr. Swan? I'm absolutely fine. Are you well? Yeah, I'm absolutely, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, Top very of the world. Well. Are you really? Yeah. I had a few drinks last uh, night. Ah, now the truth comes out. And I am a little bit tired today, but it will not affect my performance in any way. Really? Yeah, I think I sound like North today, actually. Every, I don't like it. Every show that passes of him not here, you become more and more <laughs> like that wretched... I'm morphing. We always mention him. I wish we could just stop mentioning him full we stop. We can't. We can't. We're in his house. Yeah, but it would be just nice, because he listens to these shows on Alcatraz, and mm. I'd love it if one show he just didn't reference him at all, but that's another show gone now where we've had to mention him. Hello, Mr North, your house is lovely. It's full of people. <laughs> I hope you don't mind red wine on the carpet. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh don't mention that. Don't mention that. He'll be on the first plane back. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I went to, um, I flew to Edinburgh the other day, and uh, I saw some planes heading for the Channel Islands, and they were really small, and I imagined him sort of sat on one, sort of chocks away. They had like a little unloaded with bananas and fruit and all that sort of stuff. It was exciting. And for a brief moment, I you, thought, if I got on that plane, I could go and why, see him. Why did you go to Edinburgh, just out of interest? It was quite last minute. I didn't know about this. You know how some people might wake up in the morning and think, oh, I fancy going to the shops, I fancy going to the bakers, or I fancy going swimming. I, I fancy going to Edinburgh, hopped on a plane, and I went to Edinburgh. Excellent. Well, why wouldn't you? What, did you it's have nice. Good Very time? cultured up. Yeah, it's nice. They had like a camera in the sky that you can see the whole city with. They've got kilts. <laughs> and they've got, what else did they have that was really interesting? We saw a man jump out a straight jacket in the street with ginger hair. Was that an escape <laughs> mental patient or a street performer? We, it could have been both. Both. The jury's out, quite <laughs> frankly. But he was very upbeat, very merry, very nice. And um, I went to a hard rock cafe and had a burger that was so big that it was all I needed to eat in a 48 hour period. You have a worried face on Mr. Swan. No, it's fine. It's nice to hear you. Stop saying that. You're making me feel stuff. like I'm doing something wrong. But you just look so worried. Well. You're making me feel like you're doing something no, wrong. No, it's fine. You look like it's going wrong over there. Can you talk on. everyone through the new equipment? Well, Mr. Swan, you better do that. No, Mr. Swan, <laughs> talk the audience through the new equipment we've got from a sort of a virgin's perspective. Uh, from a technical virgin's yeah, perspective. Yeah, of course, that's what I meant. Uh, it looks like um, a rack of knobs <laughs> uh, sort of piled on top of each other. It looks like, uh, looks like NASA. It is a bit like NASA, doesn't it? On a like very front... small scale. It looks like the front of the DeLorean in Back to the Future, doesn't it? <laughs> it does a little bit, actually, well, yeah. You can actually set this and go back to 1985. But I, 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 should, I haven't got a clue what any of those buttons do. Well, do you want to know a secret? 
Yes. Neither do I. Brilliant. Do you want to know another secret? Yes. None of this is actually making anything happen at the moment. Right. It's just there for literally for show. But doesn't that, it look good? well on radio, won't doesn't it? Doesn't it look good? Yeah. There's lights blinking. It's like it, a disco. It's like a roller disco down here. It I, does look good. We don't. We have actually had to ring in the services of our Department of Audio and Visual Engineering. Yes, <laughs> he's here, isn't he? Dave, say hello. Hello. That is the Department of Audio and Visual Engineering. He spent four hours in the basement, uh, and still it's not working. <laughs> so it's <laughs> classic <laughs> voice in the basement magic there. But it does. It does look the business. It's very exciting. All's good. And I'll tell you what I've forgotten to do. Do you know what I always forget to do? Domestics. Right? I've forgotten to introduce our guest for yes, the show. Yes, you did. Yeah, Very you badly. He yeah. sat there nervously stroking his beard. We've got a proper guest today. His name is Guy Ginjal. Hello. There he is. He's real. And he is a music producer from the local area. And he's been in bands. He's done all sorts of exciting things. We're going to have a chat with him later on. Uh, how are you feeling to be here, Guy? Very good. Yeah, you are good? Yeah, very well. Enjoying... S- slightly sunstroked, but... Really? Yeah, yeah. Ever since the kind of... Show started. I've kind of declined. Rip, what you got sunstroke whilst being in the basement? I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a forty watt, isn't it? Oh, I know. I know. Oh god. All right then. Well, we hope that your sunstroke doesn't mean you keel over and die. I know. I know. I know. You and Mr. Swan sort of toppling over in unison, living through alcohol abuse, you through sun abuse, <laughs> and then Harry will took just more wine for the rest of us. I'm liking the attitude. number of beards down here, Lim. I should just say that. Yeah, Obviously, we reference beards Actually, every how show. How many beards are there down here? Everyone yeah. sat at the table has a beard. Yeah. It's like the Bee Gees are here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been called a Bee Gee yet? No. Should we talk about your beard? Oh, do we, do we, it hasn't changed since last time. It has, because you've groomed it, I can tell. Actually, yeah, it has been groomed. Because your groom was broken last week. It has week. been groomed. <laughs> your battery-powered Asian that you had <laughs> grooming your beard. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's back, broken. He's back. <laughs> yeah. And how's he been doing? Fantastic, as you can tell. It's it looks like there's a lot less than there was. You're experimenting with different lengths. No, I, I might have done it drunk last night. <laughs> is that why only half of it's done? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. This is a thrilling feature for radio as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, it? yeah. How would you describe beard his beard, Harry? Um, I think it's a nice, it's got some good body to it. You can uh, say contoured. He's, he's, <laughs> well, like. contoured, lovely. Contoured. Um, it, it's got the kind of classic shaved cheek look. Um, very good for the summer, a bit of ventilation. I like it. Ventilation. <laughs> ventilation. <laughs> well, I, I've done the same um, just like last week because it's got so hot. It's lovely. What, so when it gets hot, you have to adjust the ventilation in your face? Yeah. Isn't that annoying? No, My face great. is permanently it's ventilated. It's nice and big over winter, keeps you warm, keeps the chill off. And What, are you a badger? <laughs> you sound <laughs> like a badger. <laughs> My nickname was Badger for a long time, so maybe... Was it? Yeah. Why were you called Badger? Um... <laughs> I got, I got the name at school when I was really ill. Some dude called me Rough Badger. Unfortunately, <laughs> rough Badger? The, yeah, the Badger. A, sounds like a story stuck, behind that. But um, Rough kind of dropped off. You, you what dropped off? <laughs> My Rough. Was that what made you sick? Yeah. <laughs> you poorly sick lame boy. He lost his Rough and he became known as Badger Boy. Oh, I don't like bullying. We do not endorse or condone bullying. Other forms of solving arguments are available. <laughs> We've done the legals there, I think. Is it time for a song? Yes, for today's music, we're going to try something a little bit different because I've prepared no music today. And this is deliberate. I've not just wandered. There is a camera in my face. I feel under siege. Yeah, we've got Eri is in the basement taking photos. It's Oh, there was a flash there. Yeah, because we've got Guy on the show. He's a local music producer. And he's been working with loads of awesome people. So he has come with his doctor's bag under his arm, laden with musical feasts for us all to gorge ourselves on. And he has got three songs prepared for us is this right guy that is correct yes, yes. and he is going to introduce for us the very first song which i believe is from an old friend of the show yeah this first song is a track by a guy called martin noonan we just cut this last week and this song is called toothbrush 
Give me hope, I respect your space But just once in a while I need to know That you haven't forgotten You're working your way back up from the bottom I'm there too, I can't tell you And what works for me is not the same for you I'm on by a thread and I can't seem to do any good I just want to hear that you're on the mend And I long to see you smiling again is empty without your stuff you still got keys and i've kept your toothbrush just in case you ever wake up the occasional text is never enough and i can't call you because i never know which of you will pick up or not i know the signs and then i'm up all night throw me a rope let me help you out you can be kind, there's no need to shout or take it out on me Just trying to suggest another way for you to start seeing things Maybe I'm wrong for believing in you If you're still determined to fall, I'll give you my all if you'll let me The place is empty without your stuff you still got keys and I've kept your toothbrush Just in case you ever wake up Occasional text is never enough And I can't call you Cause I never know which of you will pick up or not I know the signs and then I'm up all night want to hear that you're on the mend and I long to see you smiling again the place is empty without your stuff you still got keys and I've kept your toothbrush just in case you ever wake up the occasional text is never enough and I can't call you cause I never know which of you will pick up or not I know the signs and then I'm up all night That was Martin Newnham there with the song Toothbrush, and if you want to find out more about him, you can find him on MySpace, which is obviously myspace.com slash Martin P. Newnham. I like that song, and I genuinely never heard it until we just played it, so it was quite exciting. It was really nice. Good song. We Good all song. sort of bopped around, yeah. and it was very soothing, because we're all a bit sickly, we've decided. I developed a cough during that break. Yes, you did. Yeah, I we was, were all, You had to leave the basement. I know, I was slumped across a box, <laughs> coughing up my guts, and then I looked up and said, this is actually like a survivor shelter from a nuclear holocaust, because the way we're all crammed in here... Guy with his sunstroke, you with your alcohol abuse, me with my bad lungs, the sofa's just full of sort of people flaking out. It does feel like we're the last survivors of a apocalypse, which would be good in itself. Would it? Yeah. I mean, there'd be no one's listening to the show. Yeah, quite. But I think we should still lob it out there, because if you're the last person left on Earth, there's nothing you'd rather have playing than this. True. Well, for the nine of us. Yeah, just playing for all of eternity <laughs> across a barren landscape. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 22. Just having a recap there. This isn't the start of the show. We've already started it a little while ago. But yeah, that was Martin P. Newman. Newnham. And uh, we're now going to have a little chat with Mr. Guy. Hello. Have you got enough energy in you to slump forward across the microphone and have a chat before your sunstroke becomes fatal? Oh, yeah. I'm going to try my best. Okay. Well, if at any point you die... 
it's alright we can edit it out so don't panic <laughs> don't feel under pressure to stay alive just because okay. it's going to make good radio yeah yeah we've never had a fatality yet but no. it's going to happen one day although I mean you should see the socket we've got down here have you seen the socket under the table it's mad one? isn't it yeah the it's new it. landlord's an electrician <laughs> if he saw that go, if he comes back yeah he'll there'll kick be off. some fire happening there last night actually I played a gig and I thought I was on fire you were on fire? I thought I was. It was a shocking situation. How? Explain, please. Well, I play drums in a band. I'm properly good, and I've got some musicians <laughs> who hang out with me. Um, and actually, Harry, who's our guest host, say hello, Harry. Hello, Harry. He is the bass player, so we're both a rhythm section. Okay. I mean, I know you don't know a lot about bands, no, but I, we would I be deemed the rhythm yeah, section. Yeah. We sort of, we are the foundations of everything. Yeah. And then the guitarists just sort of mess around on top of the the structure we give them. Now, at one point during the show, I could see smoke coming out the front of my drum kit and I was shouting at Harry, Harry, am I on fire? But because it's quite loud, because we're playing music, we couldn't hear. And he was going, what? I was like, fire! Fire! I thought he fire. was saying fire, but I thought, why would he be saying fire? As in, I am on. Fire and <laughs> and I wanted you to check it out, you know, and in the middle of, what were we playing at the time? Brown Eyed Girl? Brown -eyed Other songs girl. are available. And you just looked confused, but it turned out I wasn't on fire. Obviously. Well, what was the smoke then? The um, smoke machine. We had a smoke oh. machine, but no one had told me that it had been turned on. You didn't know. So imagine someone activating the smoke machine in front of your drum kit without telling you. That's ridiculous. In fairness, when we say smoke machine, that makes it sound like billowing fog and quite Yeah, exciting. it was like an ACDC kind of like concert. Tiny little wisps of... Which was why it looked like yeah. smoke, because a smoke machine is usually... Whoosh. It was quite nice. We played to some nurses, we did. I like nurses. But was it what? Was it a whole room of nurses? Well, one nurse... Male one nurse. nurse. <laughs> a male nurse. Okay. Was, but I did meet a pharmacist. Right, okay. Which I initially thought was someone who assisted a farmer. But turns out they do drugs. <laughs> they don't do drugs. They don't actually do drugs. That's, that's, um, that besmirches their They're good legal reputation. legal drug dealers, aren't they? Legal, I think. They were a bit shady about it. I didn't want to tell me. But I did find out where insulin came from. Right. Because someone told me it was harvested from humans in a laboratory. But it doesn't. It comes from pigs. Should we talk to Guy? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, our guest, Guy Gingell, he's nothing to do with diabetes or insulin or farmers. He is a music producer. So, Guy, you've got, you've got a very rich musical history. You've been in a few bands throughout the ages. Do you want to list off some of the bands you've been in? Uh, well, you played a track by my band that recently split up. That's a positive start. Uh, we were called Light Effect. Good song. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, we made a record... Last year, um, but it, unfortunately, it's not going to uh, see the light of day. Before that, I was. Well, it literally is just lost. You made well, a record. Yeah, yeah, it's just. But when you're like major famous, that will come out. Someone's attic, a granny will find it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Happens yeah. with the Beatles all the time. Well, yeah, there are a few copies floating around, so you never know. And before that, I was in a band called Ricky. Yeah, and I've written a few songs, worked with a few people, and it's all been very fun. Okay, and you've done all that. You've been in a band, and then yeah. you've recently started. Producing music and working with like new artists up and coming. Yeah. Um, what was it that encouraged you to make the switch from one to other? Um, well, in my band, I always had a very clear idea of how the song would go from being an acoustic bedroom thing to a full production with strings and all the rest on it. So uh, I was doing a lot of that in my band and I decided I enjoyed it so much I wanted to take it and do it with other people. So I bought a load of gear, started working with some people, and I've ended up in a studio in uh, Blendworth in Hampshire. Hampshire! Yeah. Woo! <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's all going very well, and it's nice and busy, and I'm working with some really, really cool artists, and my kind of thing is that I only want to work with people that I'm going to be proud to put my name on their record as the producer, so... Yeah, and, it, you know, the results are good and people seem to be coming back. Yeah, it's all, all going to plan. Who have you, um, have you worked with so far? Can you drop any names? Uh, I don't know if you guys... Oh, crikey, names. I, I, I don't know. The Amateur Transplants, that was good fun. I don't know if you've heard oh, of, I them. of them. Yeah, I, oh, I, well done. I, I, uh, I <laughs> that was an official their, well done uh, from yeah. Harry. <laughs> I produced their Christmas album in December called Have Yourself a Sweary Little Christmas, which was... Yeah, that was really good fun, actually. Very, very funny, nice Do guys. they swear? A lot. Ah, okay. Yeah. Is that their thing? Yeah, we did a, a bleeped out version of the album too with sleigh bells instead of the swear words. That was quite funny. So essentially that just sounds like it was a record of sleigh bells. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's a lot of swearing, so yeah. Uh, so that was good fun. Uh, I've worked with a very good guy from Italy called Matthew Lee. He kind of tours the world playing shows and that was really good fun. I did a track with him. I've worked with Martin Noonan, you just heard that. That um, Italian chap might not want to listen to last week's show. Were we rude about Italians? We were doing the Super Mario thing. You were doing the Super Mario thing. You encouraged me. I didn't. In you fairness, did. I think it's a bit late for Italian people to be offended by Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have got over it by now, really. Get over it. And yeah, you say Martin Newnham, who... Yeah, yeah. He's so a really awesome guy, actually. He is. He's a really nice guy. Uh, I met him at a gig, and I just went up to him and said, Hello, I'm Guy, and I make records, and it kind of went from there. So that was really cool. I've worked with a really, uh, a really good band from Guildford, actually, called Nightlight, and I've made a record with them. That's the next one we're actually going to have a listen to. And the other person, we're going to have a listen to something at the end by a girl called Olivia. She's fantastic, but she's gone. She's been pretty quiet recently, so I want to kind of get the track played. In, in what then, sense, quiet? Has she become well, mute, or well, you just well, haven't no, heard no, from no. her? Well, no, we, we, we started therapy. working together, and, and, I, and she's, um, she's, I think she's been, been through a bit recently, so I just want to kind of cheer her up by doing this I think and then you know we should start working together again we were well it was all you know it's all going around and my manager and I were going to start pitching it to the appropriate people that we thought would be interested in so she's that good is she she's fantastic I'm looking forward to hearing this song yeah she is absolutely fantastic so it would be a crime for her, her never to be heard okay so Olivia if you're listening Get on it. You've got to run with it, Olivia. We are all behind you. And even though I've not heard your song yet, I am looking forward to it. Mm. So was it quite hard for you to just pick, like, three tracks out of all of the tracks you've been working on? Yeah, yeah, it was, because I've done quite a lot now. Um, But all all, all three of you, you know, there's a good variety, and they're all tracks that I'm really proud of. I'm proud of everything I've done, but I I do really like these three. And I think it's good, you know, with the the band we're about to hear being from Guildford, just up the road. They're playing at the, the... boiler room in Guildford at some stage in May I'm sure we can look that up on the internet I'm rubbish at promoting stuff on it we can have a look at when they're playing and give, give that a mention but okay. I really like this band great pop songs and good uh, good energy okay so so for like a simpleton like me just explain what the sort of process of going from an artist turning up at your door to then having a lovely package of a single to knock out there okay what happens behind okay. closed doors in the laboratory so <laughs> So what normally happens is uh, I'll agree to work with the band and it'll normally start <clears throat> with me going to their rehearsal or gig. I prefer going to rehearsal. They'll play a song to me. So, so let's say we're at the rehearsal 
and um, they'll play the song that we're going to or the songs that we're going to work on and it will be a case of I'll kind of critique it in a very constructive way and talk about how we can you know make the arrangement better for example so if we need to drop a chorus here or a verse there and you know thinking about the the, the potential radio play for a show like this and uh, are they quite open to that or do some of them take it a little bit personally well, what I ask people to do if they're going to work with me is trust me and that okay. the end thing's going to turn out sounding how it should because they've been used to going and you know just turning up and recording whereas I'll go oh no I think you should try this so some people have been a little bit wary of me to start with because I'm quite uh, blunt and to the point without being rude but you know normally by the end they're kind of oh yeah oh yeah it's great yeah let's try that let's try that so they normally go along with it but to start with people can be a bit a bit wary but uh what it asks people to to do if they do agree to work with me is uh trust the fact that the record's going to end up sounding how it should so um harmonies I'm very big on harmonies you know vocals you know that's at the front of the record I I really am one for for a good lead vocal and really great harmonies so in the rehearsal we're working all the parts and then call that the, you know the pre-production and then we'll go into the studio and first of all we'll lay down like a guide guitar and a vocal for the drummer to play to so we'll you know we'll get the drums down and then we'll do the bass the guitar the vocals and all you know whatever other parts are going on but you know once you're recording you hear certain things that should maybe be different as well so you might work on the parts even more and that sounds kind of a bit scary, but it, it, it's not. It all comes together in the end, and I haven't had a, a track that I've produced that hasn't come out sounding how it should. So, And then I will normally go up to a guy in London who I uh, mix with. He's very, very good. He's been doing it for years and years. So I will uh, go up to him, and we'll mix and master it up there. And, um, and that's where we are with the kind of final finished uh, product, ready to be sent off to be pressed up and sold to however many people fancy buying it awesome definitely now I've got a great deal of respect for you and all this producing because I found out within the last four hours that like all the technology involved in recording sound is pretty complicated and Mm. we've got a very small array of lights here Mm. where did you get all that knowledge from have you got like formal training did you just go off to the mountains was it like karate kid did you have like a Yoda to teach you uh, no my thing was always the ideas you know I'd kind of I'd be there thinking of everything from the pattern of the kick drum on the drum kit through to the vocal harmonies and string parts. And as a result of that, I had to learn how to engineer if I was going to make records on my own because I couldn't, you know, a lot of the projects can't always afford staff like engineers and people like that. So I've kind of learned as I went along. I haven't had any training. I left school at 16 with pretty much no... No, nothing to show for myself. So, so you're a journeyman. Yeah, I, I, I am, certainly, yeah. So uh, so I've kind of learned as I've gone along and picked up various techniques, and uh, yeah, it's all self-taught, pretty much. That's quite impressive. Thank you. Because if you put me down here at this, I'd achieve nothing. Is that a fair assessment, Mr Swan? Yeah. Actually, let's well, ask we the haven't part. achieved anything, have we? It's not working, you said. Yeah, well, no, and that's precisely his fault and his reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Department of Audio and Visual Engineering just... Kicking it back straight at me. There's all about harmony in this basement. <laughs> if we were the last nine survivors on Earth, it would be awful. It would be terrible. So, and have you got um, what sort of things have you got lined up for the coming sort of months? Have you got things on the go? Have you got? 
Yeah. Are you being bombarded with people wanting to work with you? Are you having to go out and find people? No, no, What's no. That like I've at the got um, people are getting in touch with me. I've I've set up a Facebook page recently. Uh, Guy Gingell, G Y N G E L L producer. So Guy Gingell producer. They should be able to find my page on there. Um, uh, I've got a showreel on SoundCloud. So. I don't know if you, you know, I guess you have these, uh, you know, musicians and bands listening, so if, uh, if they wanted to have a listen, if they're looking for someone to Is work with... Is that an with, open so. invite? Oh, well, yeah, I think yeah, I think it should be. You know, there are some. My 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 problem is there are there are great bands out there, but so many of them continue to go and make horrendous demos. You know, it's like <laughs> they really do. It, it it it's like you know, you know. Okay, I'm not the cheapest chap in the world, but there's there's a reason for that. You know, I make records that could be played on the radio. I hear I hear a lot that just really aren't that great and. You know, I, I don't, I've seen a lot of great bands live, and I've taken away their CD and been thoroughly disappointed. So I think people need to kind of wake up to the fact that you need to produce a record rather than stick a mic in front of the band or a few mics and press record. There's it's a little bit more to it than that, you know. So kind of people can't believe it when I say I spend three days. Uh, making, you know, recording, mixing a track, and they just can't believe the thing. Do you not just go in and you set up and you've got your song done in an hour? You know, there's it's a lot more to it than that. So it does take time and uh, an effort, but it's, it's certainly worth it. Okay, so if you are a person listening, and you probably are a person, and if you're a person in a band, what you want to do is... What we'll do, actually, guys, I'm going to put a link to you on our website. How does that sound? Sounds great. That is... The, oh, I'll tell you what, that makes me feel properly important that I can decide your fate like that. We'll put a link to Guy on our website, also on our Facebook fan page. So if there's any musicians out there listening who want to... I think Guy's just said what we'll do is um, if you quote my name, it'll do it for free. I think that's what you said. <laughs> it'll give you a free recording. No, get in touch with him and see what he can do for you because um, listen to the stuff he's turned out, listen to the Marty uh, Newham track. It sounds like the guy does know what he's doing. Uh, much more than I know what I'm doing. So maybe you could come and work as a sound engineer on the show. Maybe you and the Department of Audiovisual Engineering should have uh, a fight uh, to the death. Uh, <laughs> oh, it looks like he's already gone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. No. You got the job, guy. <laughs> but I just think, yeah, brilliant work. Because that's what we love on here. It's like all that local talent. And I like the fact you're working with a lot of people from yeah. Hampshire. and Thank you. And you got the local connection. And we had a nice little meeting the other day in a local yeah. pub. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a nice experience, was it? I wasn't allowed to have a free drink. <laughs> you weren't allowed to abuse his amenities. Yeah. I have to hit this place. You've got to have more than water. So I just had a lime and soda, which was about 20p. Well, I know. Made him much more happy. My six-pound pint of lager wasn't quite enough to cover the heating for those I just 15 said, minutes we were in there. I think my answer was, can you just turn the heating off then while I'm here? <laughs> I don't know, I've got to wash your glass. I was like, I'll keep it. <laughs> he wasn't happy. No, I know. I, the thing is, uh, going back to the music, there is a lot, a lot of good music out there, and I just think it, it, it needs to be recorded properly. You know, people go out and tour to promote the record they've made to, to you know to to sell it to people and i just think a lot of bands need to wake up and realize that they should be making record records not demos that is a call to arms there from guy gingel record producer it's been awesome to have a little chat with you guy thank, thank you, you very much for coming along and also bringing the tunes we've still got two more to uh come and i think yeah. that's exciting stuff maybe i'll record an album i think i've got an album in me I could do... That I would like to hear. On the Luther Vandross of... No? <laughs> should we have a hands up in the basement? Who thinks I should record an album? If it sounds like Luther Vandross, yes. That is three people! <laughs> yeah, that is three people out of nine. I'll tell you what, Never Too Much That's by close. Luther Vandross is 
actually my favourite song of all time. Really? I know, that is bizarre, isn't it? You know, this kind of indie boy from Hampshire. But yeah, that, uh, that, that song is absolutely incredible. Okay, we'll go and have a listen to that as well. I think that's another one Guy Gingell produced, actually. Uh, <laughs> I was born in 84, so... Uh, but yeah, so what's the next track we're going to roll with, Guy? Right, so this next track is by a band called Nightlight, who are based in the Guildford, Hampshire area, and this song is called Pictures. No need to hide It's alright now It's alright now It's alright now was that that was nightlight with the song pictures and everyone in the basement was raving about that Eric has got his ipad 
and he's iPaded about it. I don't know what that means. He's just not put the bleeding thing down. Um, Harry looked very competentative. Is that the word I was looking for? Competentative. I don't, I don't think it was. You looked likely. deep and thoughtful. Oh, and Mr. Mr. Swan just shed a single tear. <laughs> and he said, I like it. And then he waved a hanky and it was nice. So we really enjoyed that song. And I think I follow them on Twitter now. Do I, Mr. Eri? You do. Yeah, Eri's taken over all my media duties. He's doing my Twittering and my Facebooking. It's really nice. I'm building the sort of empire I needed, or I'm essentially just a talented man with free hands and everyone working around me. I've done good. Look at this little army I've built. Isn't it nice? You're very pleased with yourself, aren't you? I'm pleased. Can you see? <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed my crotch then. Hey, and now I'm having photos taken. I'm posing. But yeah, awesome track. And we've still got one more of Guy Gingell's special tracks to uh, listen to, so we're very excited about that. But, as this bleeding podcast moves even more into ridiculousness, I'm eating some saucisson. Is that how I pronounce it? Yeah. yeah. Some French saucisson, all the way from sausage. All the way from sausage, all the way from France, it is. <laughs> Not all the way from sausage, because that's what I ate. And now we're going to do, I believe, some wine tasting. Yes, we are. Right, Yes. So, uh, yes, you being Harry. This is Harry, by the way, our Harry. guest host. Hello, Harry. I haven't let him get a word in edgeways, really. <laughs> I I'm, I work for Ivy Wines, and they have kindly, in Emsworth, and they have kindly provided these wines for us to try. Right, so, this first one is a Sauvignon Blanc from New <laughs> Zealand, um, but if first we, we explore how one tastes wine. <laughs> okay, because we've got, everyone in the basement is primed with a wine glass, is this the case? Okay, yes, so everyone, pick up your wine, don't start drinking it. If you're listening at home, <laughs> just grab some wine out of the it's cupboard. Very important, yeah, or, or pop down to Ivy Wines and ask for the boys in the basement tasting pack. <laughs> is, that official, is that official merchandise? <laughs> I'll, I'll put Liam's face on it or something. That'll put oh, people we'll off. Do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You know where those bottles end up sometimes. I've seen those movies. <laughs> well, the, uh, the first thing you do when, you, when you're going to taste a wine is you actually look at it um, to look at the colour. This is a uh, white wine. It's quite pale. It's a Sauvignon Blanc. Pretty typical. Okay. We're looking around the basement. Everyone's faces, um, they're properly looking at the wine. <laughs> Like our, our friend Matt's on the sofa and he's looking at it like it's a trinket in a jeweller's. <laughs> I want to be a jeweller! He's sort of looking at it, sort of, hmm, so this now, is good. The next stage is to smell the wine, and this is where the wine glass comes in. Uh, if you look at them, most of us have what are called ISO glasses, which are tube <laughs> shaped. Um, I never so knew you that. Now, you swirl your wine around, and this is why. Don't spill any ISO on the equipment. Glass. You see, it contains the spillage, um, okay. and this releases the smells. So you, you now have a good sniff. And, I mean, you, you can discuss mm. what you get on the nose. I mean, for me, it's kind of green fruit, citrusy, lime and lemon, that kind of stuff. It's quite typical of Sauvignon Blanc. What are you getting, Mr Swan? It's a very heady bouquet. Ooh! Oh. <laughs> Big gun what about on the sofa over there? What are you guys getting? Bubbles. Drugs. Bubbles! <laughs> we don't want bubbles. <laughs> so it's very nice, actually. Next very refreshing. Is to take a sip and then you've got to draw it. This sound always sounds lovely. It's going to sound great on the radio. You then draw in a bit of air to aerate the wine in your mouth so you get the full experience. So, uh, okay. if you follow me. <laughs> Don't you dribble on the sound desk. <laughs> so, I, I bet that was a great radio moment. So now you can analyse what the wine tastes like. You know, it will be quite... You, the smell is very indicative of the flavour. Um, so again, you've got those green fruit flavours, typical kind of uh, gooseberry flavours you get in Sauvignon Blanc. And you can assess whether it's kind of dry or sweet. This one, I would say, is a dry white wine. And this is, uh, this is £6.36 from our shop, which I think is an absolute bargain when normally you're paying about... <laughs> and £4 of every bottle sold goes directly to Poison the Basement. <laughs> a bold claim. <laughs>
So what's the general feeling in the basement then about all this uh, wine we're knocking mm. back? Good? Very nice. I like this. Very nice. I was looking for something a bit more descriptive than very nice. Yeah, very fruity. Nice. Very fruity. nice. Oh, he's cracking over another bowl. So, oh, this is Mr Swan, do you prefer, I mean, at the end of uh, tasting, people often spit, especially, you know, say you're at a big tasting, you've got 100 wines to uh, mm. get through. Uh, he swallows. But no, do I... you tend to spit or swallow? I do Swan? spit, but only if I've got one of those... <laughs> <laughs> only if I've got those silver sort of bucket things that you're supposed to spit Spitoon. into. Spittoon, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've got a red bin from Ikea down here. Is that... No, that wouldn't be the same. <laughs> no, you're a posh man. that would be. Is this a, I believe... What, is this a rosé? This is. This, yeah, this check out me knowing my stuff. This going around um, and being poured into glasses. I'd like to say at this point, oh, listeners, yes. that... Mr. Parton, your gorgeous host, um, to maintain his fine physique and energy, I don't actually drink, so I'm not partaking in this wine tasting. No. So I am living vicariously through the you other eight people it. in the room. I could do the sniffing bit. Do I could sniff. Can sniff I sniff wine. someone's cup? Now, Just what are you getting from it? Vinegary. Vinegar. Oh, that's not a good start. Vinegary. <laughs> <laughs> vinegar is fundamentally oh, gone off white. Soapy? I, I'm good. Soapy? Soapy. <laughs> I, I get soapy. Floral. Floral, good. Yeah, did I get a good one? <laughs> I thought if I scrabbled around for some adjectives for long enough. You can feel free to say what you like. I mean, you get quite common tasting... Or Are you saying I'm common? Are you saying I'm a common taster? Like petrol or, or, like or even shots. vegetal sometimes. Petrol? What you got down there? Boom shine? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. So, this is a South African Pinotage Rosé by Milberg Cellars. Um, this what, does Pinotage ro- what does Pinotage mean? Pinotage is a grape variety and my favourite grape variety, I think, makes lovely red wines as well and it's quite an interesting grape variety. It's, made, it's a crossbreed between Pinot Noir, which is uh, commonly found in Burgundy or in Champagne, um, but very hard to grow in hot climates. So uh, in South Africa, they crossed it with Sanso, which is called Hermitage in South Africa. So and that's a that type of grape as well? Hermitage. I thought yeah. grapes, you just got red and green ones. No, it's, oh. there, there's a whole a whole thing of different grapes you can look into and try. Uh, wine okay. is a huge world, and I don't that's know anything why people about wine. to do it. So yeah, uh, again, look at it. It's pink. Lovely. It's kind of a slightly <laughs> orangey pink. Quite, quite, uh, quite. You want to get that looked at? Salmon. Salmon. Nice one. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Um, so, yeah, smell it. I mean, I get kind of summery fruits, almost strawberry and cream. Raspberries, I was thinking, yeah. Ooh, Ooh, Mr. Swan. Oh, yeah. Raspberries. Yeah. Yeah. Raspberries and cream. Yeah. <laughs> and have a sip. And you've got to aerate it. Is this the phrase? Yeah. And it's a lovely kind of medium dry style, not not light, uh, light on the. You're not meant to inhale it through the nose, Harry. <laughs> it's not cocaine. <laughs> so how do people feel about that? That was lovely That's as delicious. well. I feel that when you aerate it, it sounds a bit like you're sort of trying to summon a bird. It's like bird song in here <laughs> through these headphones. An amazing difference to how much you experience the wine. Oh, That's and have we got another wine That's to very, try? Very nice. well, you have. <laughs> how how much is that? Sorry, Harry. That is, that is, that is. It's £6.54, which That's very I think reasonable. is an absolute bargain. If I could trouble Mr. Rary, behind him there's a bottle of red wine. Put that iPad down. Other pads are available, but most of them you put between your legs. This is good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you can't see this, but I've just won an iPad that was on the floor of my basement. Are these all my followers on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, I'll tell you what, whilst we're pouring wine, don't forget to go and follow Boys in the Basement on Twitter. And also, I think you could follow Yeah Magazine as well. Well, there's a lot of Twitter in there. Have you poured that wine yet? Because yes. I've bamboozled yeah, the listener. It's, it's poured. Listener, stay with us. We've got us some Ribena. This looks like Ribena. Uh, this next one is a Southern French Merlot. Uh, it is uh, Vandepay Doc. 
Um, and yeah, so it's the same grape variety mm. as is prominent in uh, Bordeaux, but because it's from Southern French, it tends to be lighter and also a really good value for money. This comes in at £6.78. From can children drink wine? No. Okay. They, they can probably have a little bit. It's down to the parents. Now, I'm interested in this, plan. Harry, because uh, I don't normally like red wine. Okay. I'll be honest, it's the one I don't like, but this actually smells quite nice. It's got a nice light nose, slightly medicinal, mm. kind of plums it's and stuff. Smoky, yeah, and kind of cherries I get off it. It's Oaky. Uh, mm. If you look at it, it is, it's been aged in some oak. If you look at it, it's quite a light colour, which is, interestingly, mm. the colour of red That's wine lovely. actually comes from the skins, not the juice. It's actually fermented with the skins in the barrel, and the juice is clear. Um, <laughs> for those who couldn't just hear that, we just had an ooh in the corner of the room. Matt, do you not like that one? It's foul. <laughs> Apparently, it's foul. Why is it foul? Yeah, it tastes like rubber. It are, tastes are you a red wine drinker? In no, the first I, don't, I don't drink wine at all. Ah, uh, yeah. but but the last how many have we had so far? Two. Two. This is our third. This is the last two I've actually really enjoyed. Mm. So our wine virgin in the corner there didn't nice. like that one, but he did like this, the first uh, two. Nice. So what would you have this with, Harry? Like food-wise, what could you <laughs> eat this with? I would probably serve this with something like a tomatoey pasta dish, or maybe um, like sausage. Mediterranean pork or something. Um, Dave wants Lovely. to have it with sausage. Sausage. Sauce. That's, how that's all the Department things. of Audiovisual Engineering is <laughs> eating these days. Is sausage sauce? He was wielding it like a weapon when I arrived at his house earlier. Within four seconds of walking through the door, I was having chunks of it poured into. To my mouth. So next week we'll have some saucisson tasting. What even is saucisson? It's got like 80% lard in it, hasn't no, it? No, not 80%. Because our Department of Audiovisual Engineering was actually looking at a recipe for it earlier. You're going to make your own, aren't you? Mm, certainly am. So we look forward to tucking into that next week. <laughs> this should be good, Liam. We've got, we got another one. We've got this going is the off. last one. This is something quite different and interesting. Uh, this is an Australian sparkling Shiraz. Now, uh, sparkling, which... I know that. That's got, yeah. I know how they, they, they... It's like champagne, but you can only call it champagne if it comes from champagne. Champagne. Yeah, and this Woo! is made in a very different way to champagne. It's made from Shiraz instead of the typical champagne grape. Is this going to go pop? It should do. Can we launch it across the... Woo! <laughs> so while you're pouring that, it's a great time for me to remind you that uh, if you want to find out anything more about the show, it is uh, boysinthebasementpodcast.com. And there's all sorts. We're going to put Guy's link on there. We're going to put... We've also got a link to the Air magazine website. And Yeah, I've got an awesome feature on Boys in the Basement on their website. So if you haven't read that already, go and read it. I think it puts me across in a good light, that article. Harry, I've got a quick question. Yeah. Back to you the know, wine. You know when people swirl it around the glass? Yes. And they, they try and see if it sticks to the side of the glass? Yes. What does that tell you That shows it? how much alcohol's in it. So the, the longer the legs, as it were, the right. more it sticks to the to the glass, I believe, the more alcoholic it indicates. That's wonderful, because um, I've never... I, I've, I've always wondered that, to be honest. To be honest, I'm never that interested in how much alcohol is in or no. isn't in the... Well, it tells you on the bottle, doesn't it? It does, it does. It always says, like, 7%. <laughs> if you so why do you have to swirl a glass to find out? Just read it. Um, Some people are too posh for their own good. So, <laughs> Mr North would love this if he was here. Oh, yeah, Mr North, you're missing wine tasting. Well, we actually tried to do this once before, but Mr North got to the fridge before I did and uh, polished off the wines before yeah. I had Empty chance. bottles left That drinking inside. problem's left a mark on us all. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone noticed how, like, from bottle to bottle, everyone's having a larger portion? Yeah. <laughs> it's going from a tasting <laughs> portion to a kind of glass each. Yeah. It's looking like it will be a sleepover tonight, seeing as we all drove here. So my, my notes on this, it's kind of got 
raspberry aromas um, on the Ooh. on the palate. It's kind of black currant tea, silky Ooh. tannins. I would yeah, describe yeah, it as exactly. being like fizzy alcoholic Ribena, and I think it's beautiful. Yeah. This is from De Bortoli, and is ten pounds on the nose. Um, dry hints of oaks, medium body, and mm. it's just gorgeous. Yeah. There's a lot of agreeable noises coming from the room. I think yes. people are enjoying this one. Yep. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Jess looks happy. Matt's smiling. It's delicious. Yeah? I mean, that's what you get for going to small, independent wine shops. You've got a lovely one in Petersfield here called the General Wine Company who are great. You can go in and talk to yeah. people and they can recommend different interesting stuff. So please come down to Ivy Wines if you're ever in Emsworth and support your local wine shop. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Harry. That was Woo! fascinating. That was brilliant. Yeah. I've learned a lot there. I've very learned that grapes that. aren't just red and green. Mm. How are you feeling, Mr. Swan? Bit of hair of the dog there. I'm feeling much better now, actually. <laughs> you actually are. You've perked right up. Hugely improved. You're glowing. Keep it coming, Harry. I, yeah. I think Have we got any more to taste? Well, that, that's our last bottle, but there's plenty left in the yeah. bottle, so oh, there won't be. Guys reaching for it. Here we go. Awesome. Although, I've got to steal some of this sparkling Shiraz home for the lovely Amy, because she'll be very upset. Ah, uh, the lovely Amy the being your My other half. other half. We've spent the day in the, in the uh, allotment where you came down and found us when Mr North was leaving. Mmm, I like Amy. She's been digging up carrots, is she, all day? Or... Uh, planting carrots. In planting case. carrots. Yeah, it's the wrong time for digging them up. <laughs> I don't know anything. They don't survive so well at this point. Does it count as, like, digging them up when you go to the supermarket and buy them? Does that count as digging no. them up? Not really. I think we've become very detached from where our food comes from, and it's nice to get back to the... I've just realised you look like Bill Oddie. Me? Yeah. He actually does. He does look like Bill Oddie. <laughs> Oh, that's no bad thing. No, I think that's good. We'll put a picture of him on the uh, on the Facebook stream and you can vote now. Right, well, while we um, knock back our uh, wine ears, we're getting a bit rowdy down here. I think some crowd control might be in order. Right, be quiet in the background. This is radio. This all comes out, you know. Um, Guy's going to roll our final track, which is from Olivia. Would you like to uh, introduce a, a track, Guy? Are you still with us? Still sober? <coughs> I, yeah, I'm very much here. <laughs> Propped up? Yeah, I, I was still sticking to the small portions. So this... Next song is by a good friend of mine called Olivia Taylor, and this song is called Paladin. Paladin, you turn me inside out. I whisper now, I shout. It's a hard world. Paladin, you said it. Fun, but how you tumbled from the pedestal I put you on.
Olivia Taylor there, and that song was called Paladin, and it was properly nice and haunting and brought us all down, all relaxed, whilst you lot got all boozy. You're going down the wrong road, guys! You can't stop drinking. No, Mr really. North, they've been upstairs smashing your furniture, all your little figurines of... Beatrix Potter have been toppled over. It's all carnage out there. But don't worry, don't hurry back. We're doing all right without you. What a show it's been. Quick recap. It is show 22. We are Boys in the Basement. I am Liam Parton. I'm here with Mr Swan. Hello. Guest host Harry. Hello. Special guest Guy. Hello. And a room full of irascible gadabouts. Oh, that was lively, wasn't it? Like a pantomime up here. We've had so much in the show. Have we got time to do the news today? Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Do you think Mr Swan? Always All right, Mr Swan, if you roll the jingle... This is the news. 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 It's the news. Hello, everybody. It is the news. And as ever, we have three news stories that I've handpicked from the depths of the entire net. And then I'll read out the three headlines. And the people in the room, it's democracy in action, they will decide which headline they want. So three headlines today. Russians urged to drink and smoke more. Woman, 92, shot at man over kiss snub. And finally, teenager taught cow to show jump. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be the last one, surely. So what are we all thinking? Cow. 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 There's a bovine theme down here, Mr Swan. And you're quite safe because it's not got Chinese names in it this week. Fantastic. But it is in the sort of what has become quite uh, synonymous is the small print. Oh, for goodness sake. I know you're trying to save money, Liam, but I think this is getting ridiculous now. Well, if people buy more of that, boys... on a postage stamp. (laughs) That's why I do it. Oh, brilliant. We're we're going to be on stamps soon, mate. Right, teen talk how to show jump. A teenager whose parents refused to buy her a horse didn't give up her dream. She taught a cow to show jump instead. I didn't think cows could jump. There's a picture, there's a picture, there's a picture, there's a picture Liam, here of a girl... Or is that elephant? ...astride a cow, and it's quite high up in the air. <laughs> Has it been ne- dropped from Liam, a height? It's an important <laughs> tip here, never try to milk an elephant. Have it you tried? <laughs> I've attempted this, and it was it was bad. Thank you, Harry. Um, Another top tip from Harry there. <laughs> Thank you. That's where that wine came from. <laughs> Hours of training and tons of treats... Cajoling and caressing later, the results of Regina Mayer's efforts was. <laughs> hang on, is that an actual name? Yes, that's the girl's name, Regina oh. Mayer. Ah, oh, they're German. Here we are. Oh. The, the pair regularly go on long rides through the German countryside and also hurdle over makeshift jumps created with beer crates and painted logs. Regina, who is 15, who lives in Laufen, southern Germany, told the son she thinks she is a horse, even though she's a cow. The oh, pals... trying to think she's a horse. <laughs> no, I think I think the cow thinks she's a horse. Luna. Luna. Well, that's Luna surely if you if you. But were how to... does she know the cow thinks it's a horse? Yeah, because if you raised a child and you raised a child to think it was a horse, that would be cruelty to children. So why can you do it with a cow? Also, I think an important question here is: if her parents couldn't afford a horse, why could they afford a cow? What's the price comparison <laughs> between horse and cow? I would know. We need to research that. Mr North might have known that, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, it's in Germany. (laughs) And it's his old beer crate. (laughs) You're right. The pal started off with gentle walks after the animal was born on the mayor's farm two years ago. Gradually, Luna became became accustomed to human contact and riding equipment. Six months later, Regina was able to sit in her saddle for the first time. Now, Luna understands commands such as go, 
stand and gallop when she feels like it. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> when she feels no, like she's it. She's temperamental cow, obviously. So you can only ride this cow when it's going when somewhere it's it wants to, yeah. when it wants to. Regina said of her first ride, <laughs> she was. <laughs> that was Regina. <laughs> she was really well behaved and walked normally. But after a couple of metres, she wanted me to get off. Ah. You could see that she got a bit peeved. How can you tell a cow is peeved? I think the tone of the moo is different. Did you think? Because you've got the laughing cow is the benchmark of happy cows, <laughs> and then you go down towards the grumpier cows, like the ones from the Craven Dad adverts. Okay. Other milk is available. <laughs> Regina carries on. She said it's a lot of work, but I enjoy it. When she wants to do something, she does it. When she doesn't, she doesn't. Well, thank and you for that, Regina. <laughs> <laughs> and she is often very headstrong, but can also be really adorable. Oh. oh, bless. Isn't that nice? Heartwarming. I don't like cows, though, because they're too pointy. What do you mean pointy? They're what, is that pointy the udders? The the no, the udders are soft. Pointy at the back. Udders are unsettling as well, the way they're swinging there like a horrible old rucksack. Then the back of them's all square, and they've got those evil little eyes, and they just... I once tried to milk a dog. They're like, they're like horses with Down <laughs> syndrome. Hang on a minute, you I tried to go back to that. <laughs> what? Harry said he once tried to milk a dog. I did. You uh, a friend tried. of mine's dog had, had puppies, and uh, the, there was a dog with teats and it kind of you know it seemed like an opportunity not to be passed up needless to say the dog did not take well to this and i didn't get very far what were you going to do with the milk once you got it I make your really own cheese far ahead dog cheese how old were you at dog the time? cheese well, i don't know um this is recently 16, isn't it? 17 i guess you were old enough to know better i i, I was think. an impressionable youth well, on that terrible bombshell we've actually i think we all seem like animal abusers now <laughs> turned into mary chipperfield circus down here <laughs> just gonna get a monkey down here and start kicking it but we've got a heck of a show next week yes i, I can't even bring myself to say what might be happening next it's week it's exciting have i told you you've told me because we tend to have zero off-air communication don't well, we actually I, I don't know are we talking about the same thing i don't know we'll give me a clue what's off-air? the first letter t it's not that Really? No, there's okay. something else. We need to talk. Then. All right, we're turning to a cryptic game of <laughs> countdown here. No, next show, we've got the wide eyes coming in to this actual basement. Oh, you did tell me about that, yeah. I did. Well, how, <laughs> could, you, how could you forget that? The wide yeah. eyes that we've been building up since episode four. Yeah, sorry. They are coming onto the show, and they're going to play some tunes and talk about some exciting stuff. And I went to see them the other night, and they were good. Very good. Why weren't you there, Mr. Swan? I was out with Noble Jeff. Ah, what were you doing? Opening an, opening an orphanage. Ah, how did it go? Very, very well. They loved hey, it. They good. loved it, yeah. Well, he's good at those orphanages. He's very he? good. How many is that he's open now? 15. 15, yep. Noble Jeff there. He'll probably be back soon. Um, so, yeah, the Wide Eye's coming on next show. We've also got potentially a very, very, very special guest host, so you're all going to want to tune in for that. Anything else you need to talk about, Mr. Swan? I think you've said it all, Liam. Have I said it all? We're not doing a poem this show, are we? No, you're not. No, because I didn't write one. Too busy no. setting up the equipment. But That's next right. week's will be doubly as brilliant. I promise you that. So thank you very much for listening. It has been a great show. We are the Boys in the Basement and you are our fantastic listeners. If you want to find out more about us, you can go to our website, which is boysinthebasementpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I gave up the addresses earlier on, so just listen back. Uh, You can also find us on iTunes. That is the best way to listen. But frankly, if you can hear this, you've probably already done it. So take what I've just said and just talk to the person next to you. Just tell them about us. And then when you finish talking to that person, talk to the person behind you and tell them about Boys in the Basement. And in this small way, we can change the world for the better I think that's a fair way to do things isn't it is that good promotion Eri? fantastic Eri looks sweaty ashamed and a little bit disappointed in me it is properly hot today lovely sweltering heat so we're going to go upstairs and enjoy the tropical sunshine now because in this basement it's uh, you lose sort of track of time and day it's like a repressive casino down here it's like the vapid neon soul stab of Las Vegas and on that bombshell it's time for us to say goodbye because we have been the boys this has been the basement you have been the listeners 
Goodbye!